Hello, gatherers. This show is brought to you by ComicWild.com. If you love comics, check out ComicWild.com, your media hub devoted to comics, the comics industry, and the pop culture that surrounds it. Now on with the show. Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me a time or two on the Grand Geek Gathering, on many a spot, and just whatever shows you've had the pleasure of listening to. Today is August 19th, 2015, and without further ado, let us broaden your horizons now when visiting your local comic shop with another dose of Indie Comics with Jeff. Now for selected comics of this week. First off, from Antarctic Press, we have Steampunk Snow Queen number 3 by Rod Espinoza. This steampunk rendition of a classic story has come to its conclusion, with Gerda finally making it to the chambers of the Snow Queen herself. Yet for all that has been accomplished, her kingdom still faces certain peril. Check out what unfolds in his concluding chapter of Rod Espinosa's steampunk adapt adaptation. And from Bongo, we have Simpsons Comics number 223 by Max Davison and Mike Rote. It's real strange, but Homer seems to have a different job every single week. What's the reasoning behind this? Well, let's just explore that as we look at just what would happen if Homer didn't take on all of these new positions and instead pass them on to the likes of others, people like Moe, or anybody for that matter. And from Dark Horse, we have Midnight Society, The Black Lake Number 2. Here's the second issue of Drew Johnson's creator-owned four-part miniseries. Matilda Finn and Billy Wetherill continue the search for a missing research team in the foundering depths of Loch Ness when the latter finds himself cut off from the rest of his team in those inky black waters. And just what monstrosity is there to capture him? Find out in this second issue of a four-issue miniseries. And from IDW, we have G.I. Joe, a real American hero number 217 by Larry Hama and Paolo Vianelli. Cobra has finally brought the fight right to the very gates of G.I. Joe headquarters. Check it out in the latest Cobra Uprising storyline and see if Joe is capable of beating back this assault. Cobra! Or Yo-Jo. Who knows? Now from Valiant, we have Book of Death number 2 by Robert Venditti and Robert Gill. Dark times await the Valiant universe as all entities bound together to face off against the Eternal Warrior and his charge as the Geomancer's book foretells. But the Warrior is definitely not going down without a fight. Get it all in this second issue of a four-issue miniseries that will forever change the Valiant reality as we know it. Now, let's go ahead and look at something from the past with our Blast from the Past reviewing an oldie, but in this case, not so much it maybe it is, but a goodie. And we will be looking at The Walking Dead, which has gone on since 2003 and is still being published. It's published by Skybound, which is an imprint of Image Comics. It's most notable for following a black and white storyboard style, which is pretty unique nowadays when most of our comics tend to be colored and very high in detail. Not saying that Walking Dead isn't detailed, but it's one of the few that still gets away from giving a very vibrant story and still just being black and white. Except for the covers, because most of those tend to be colored. Now, it's created by comics writer Robert Kirkman and artist Tony Moore. It centers around the protagonist of Rick Grimes, who is a deputy sheriff from Kentucky who, after months of being in a deep coma in a hospital, awakes to a world overcome by a zombie apocalypse and he must make a trip down to Atlanta in the hope of reuniting with his family. But in doing so, he becomes leader of a group of survivors who continue to just survive day by day in a world in which civilization has come to its very end. Now, Kirkman has written the series ever since issue number one back in 2003, and Tony Moore provided the interior artwork for the first six issues, but thereafter, Charlie Adler was the one that provided the artwork starting on issue seven. 
As of August this year, it has run for 145 issues, with 24 six-issue storylines collected into trade paperback issues available from Skybound. One interesting fact about these particular paperback issues is that every storyline is identified by a three-word phrase. Like the first one, for instance, Volume 1 was Days Gone By. There's another one called Too Far Gone. The most latest one that will be due out later this year, in fact, in a few, in a few weeks, actually, is Life and Death. Much of the series is also reprinted by Skybound as Walking Dead Weekly, where older issues are sent out for those still wanting to catch up on the series. The series is also available in 12 hardcover editions featuring a different character's likeness to the cover, as well as 6 deluxe hardcover omnibus editions. So you have people like the Governor, or Rick, or others that make appearances right on the cover. Now, come the release of the 150th issue, the series will also have its third compendium edition available to the public as well. Overall, it has received great reception and acclaim as a series, including the Eisner for Best Continuing Series in 2007 as well as 2010. Even IG associate Eric Soon named it one of comics' best monthly series. Now, due to its success, it was eventually picked up by AMC to be a show that now thrives on that station and will be running into its sixth season come this fall, as well as having a spin-off series called Fear the Walking Dead, which is coming to AMC in just five days. It has also spawned a highly sought-out saga of games by Telltale, video games, the most recent expansion coming out August of last year, which I believe was Season 2, and it's done in four parts, the fourth part being done in August. And several spin-off novels of the narrative of The Walking Dead have also been written by Robert Kirkman himself, including the first one, which was Rise of the Governor, the follow-up, which was The Fall of Woodbury, and a two-part parter called The Fall of the Governor, and the most recent one that was done later last year was Descent, and come October, the sixth installment will be Invasion. Now, through all of this success that it has had, personally what I think makes it so successful in this series, like Kirkman himself has stated, is that the story really isn't about the zombies in, the, in like it's a traditional George Romero film or anything for that matter. Sure, there are zombies, there is a zombie apocalypse, civilization is ended, but the focus isn't so much on what they have done to society. It's more about what society has done to itself in midst of the world coming to an end. The success is that is an allegory of the human spirit and just how bad things would get if civilization ever came to an end for us and just how really screwed we would be. It's like people have said before, you know where you stand when a zombie comes to attack you. The people you have to watch out are the ones that are still living. Because some of those survivors have shown that they can't handle the fall of civilization. People like, uh, you know, Shane Walsh, for instance. Or the governor, for that matter. Or Negan. These are people that handle it in their own way. Those are the people you got to watch out for. At least with a zombie, you know that it's out to kill you and no matter what. Now... After looking at this, let's look at the genius behind this series by looking at our artist spotlight, and we will be looking at Robert Kirkman. Now, he is a comic book creator and writer, most famously obviously known for the genius behind Walking Dead. Now, his first work in comics was in 2000 with the series called Battle Pope, which is self-published under the Funkatron label. Eventually, though, it was picked up by M he was picked up by Image to work on a Super Patriot miniseries. Super Patriot is kind of a mixture of Superman, almost with like a Captain America, America kind of feel, except more of a, let's just say, a real tough kind of character. 
and he even penned a new series called Tech Jacket, which ran for around about six issues. Invincible was another series that made Kirkman famous, and it came in 2003 to revitalize Image's superhero line and offered the artistic talents of team-ups with Kirkman, such as Ryan Otley and others, and has been one of arguably uh, Image's most successful series, outside of Walking Dead, of course. Now, shortly after, he would pitch The Walking Dead to Image guys, but one thing you have to understand about these people, the rank and file of Image, when they heard about this story the first time, he was wary of the fact that they didn't want to have probably another zombie kind of book. It's like, it would have just been, they would have been a dime a dozen. It wouldn't have stood out to them. So he had a strategy where basically he pitched the idea and gave an entire different narrative to what was going on in the story so that they would accept it. I think to the effect that he said that the zombie apocalypse was due to like an alien tech or something like that. So almost like it was a George Romero story. Except that wasn't really what he was going with and it ended up being a story that they really um, could sink their teeth into. In addition, the name he originally sought out for the series was Night of the Living Dead. Obviously, that was an ode to George Romero's old film, but even Jim Valentino, who was working at Image at the time, kind of told him to um, go against doing that because it would seem too much like the old, like the old movie, and they wanted to get behind something that they, they could actually enjoy. Now, shortly after pitching The Walking Dead, he would eventually come to Marvel, initially being hired to write a revival of the 1990s Sleepwalker series, but unfortunately nothing much panned out from that. But he did come to eventually write many issues for the company. He wrote the Avengers Disassembled issues for Captain America. He did Marvel Knights 2099. He did a miniseries for Jubilee as well as a miniseries for the Fantastic Four. He had a two-year run on Ultimate X-Men. He did Marvel Team-Up. He did Irredeemable Ant-Man. And of course, the one he's most famous for with Marvel is Marvel Zombies. More work for Image culminated in such titles as The Astounding Wolfman, Brit, and even a 12-issue spin-off series of The Walking Dead called Cobalt, which amazingly became the basis of material for the upcoming Fear the Walking Dead show that is coming to AMC in five days. He has had team-ups with Rob Liefeld for a revival of the Kill Raven series, and he's also teamed up with Todd McFarlane for doing the Haunt series, until he became a, a full-time partner with Image, but not before finishing the Destroyer for Marvel's Max Imprint. He even teamed up with Mark Silvestri for to with Top Cow to help pen the 2009-2010 pilot season. By 2010, he founded the Skybound imprint label, working under Image, and eventually would bring Walking Dead to be printed by the Skybound label. And his non-comics work is numerous and varied as well. He is included in script writing for The Walking Dead, as well as for Fear the Walking Dead that is coming out soon and even had Cinemax purchase a TV pilot based on a six-issue miniseries that he wrote with Paul Asuzeta called Outcast. And he's currently producing his first film with Norbin Reedus and Jimon Honsu, which is a sci-fi thriller called Air, to be produced through Skybound as well. In other words, this guy has been around. I mean, it's quite an impact to have on an industry in which you've been only working for 15 years, when there's so many others that have been working for so much longer. Sure, The Walking Dead will always be his magnum opus, but he has shown that he definitely has an affinity for writing not just zombies, but a whole lot of other stuff. And he really has made an impact on that industry. He is another one of those examples of creator-owned material. And with that, thanks for tuning in. 
You can check out our other stories and offerings available on iTunes and Podbean.com. Rate and review us, and please send any comments or questions to grandgeekgathering at gmail.com. Stay updated and informed by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch TV. Links are provided down below. Also, if you are a fan of comic books and superheroes, check out comicwild.com for reviews, news, and so much more. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Have a great weekend. GGG! Kirkman and the Walking Dead.